Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, let's talk about Butcher Box. As part of my fitness program, this is insane. I eat a metric ton of protein every damn day. So I'm super picky about my meat products, but thanks to Butcher Box, I don't have to worry about getting quality meats anymore, conveniently delivered to my door. Every month, I receive a selection of the very best meat without leaving my house. We're talking up to 11 pounds of meat. My freezer looks like we've got a baby gorilla living with us in the house. That's enough for 24 meals. I'm also able to customize my box so I can get exactly the meats I want. This month, in fact, I received the following. Two 10-ounce strip steaks, two one-pound portions of ground beef, two boneless pork chops, butcher box apple-smoked bacon, one two and a quarter pound bottom round roast and two organic chicken breasts. I love it all. And in fact, I'm getting the meat sweats just talking about it. And right now, Butcher Box is offering new members ground beef for life. That's two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription, plus $20 off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash sexy liberal or enter sexy liberal at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash sexy liberal or enter the promo code sexy liberal at checkout. Thank you for supporting this show by supporting Butcher Box, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. We picked up this guy, and now we don't know what to do with him. Bellevue doesn't want him, and I'm afraid to put him in the lockup, and I know you guys are into this stuff, so I figured we'd check with you. All right. Are you the gatekeeper? You better bring him inside. You are so kind to take care of that man. You know, you are a real humanitarian. I don't think he's human. What did you say your name was? Vince Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer. According to this, his name's Louis Tully. Lives on Central Park West. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Vince, you said before you were waiting for a sign. What sign are you waiting for? Gozer the Traveler. He will come in one of the pre-chosen forms. During the rectification of the Valdrani, the Traveler came as a large and moving torb. Then, during the third reconciliation of the last of the McKetrick supplicants, they chose a new form for him, that of a giant slur. Many shubs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slur that day, I can tell you. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> Happy Halloween. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 23, 2019. 
And this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the greatest damn soap ever. Hi, what's up? What's happening? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Day 1007 of the Trump crisis. We've made it to day 1007. Day 29 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. And uh, 377 days until the 2020 presidential election. Ah, it's time to bring him in. Here's my friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, thank you for your patience. I am really, really <laughs> glad to be back. I can't tell you how glad I am to be back. But uh, he, he's Bob, and I'm Buzz, and we are the Lev and Igor of podcasting. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of names, uh, just before the show, I was tweeting back and forth with some some guy in Utah. Yeah. I think his name is Pierre Delecto. Uh, yes. I heard that. I don't know if that's a pseudonym or... Yeah. Uh, we, we've also we got a big show ahead of us uh, today, so everybody, please stay hydrated. Good idea. Good words of the... Words yes. to the wise. A little personal experience there. Uh, yeah, sure. uh, from from Ivanka Trump to Hunter Biden, uh, Bob and I today are here to call out nepotism. And to back us up on that, we brought some of our relatives. Oh. <laughs> Dad, come on in. And 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 this important reminder to our uh, fellow stargazers. I don't know. You, you, do you like to look up in the heavens? Bob? I try. Yeah, I try to yeah. look up uh, once in a while. Tonight. Tonight is everybody's last chance to go outside and see the Orionids meteor, meteor shower. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, also to flip off the astronauts. That's, this is where we all have to do really, that. It's our patriotic duty. I have three important things to say to you today, Bob. Oh. Uh, uh, n- number one, n- don't be a tough guy. <laughs> okay. uh, number two, don't be a fool. And number three, I'll call you later. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. What can I say? I've been out for a week. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad to have you back. It was good to be back. It was uh, it was scary there for a second, but I'm glad that everything is okay. Yeah. Everything's good. Everything and and I'm trusting everything is good. Everything okay. is good. Everything right, is good. very very good. Uh, good. My my wife had a uh, temporary health crisis last week that mm-hmm. is now passed. Uh, she's recovered from that uh, incredibly. She's been out shopping. Uh, everything is back to normal. Oh, so thank uh, God. You know, I I couldn't be more relieved because it. It was momentarily scary. Yeah, Let's just uh, put it that way, without getting into any details. Uh, it was a, a you know, and it just consumed a good deal of of time and care uh, that I was happy to give and, and as a first priority. Uh, but uh, I have stayed on top of everything that's been going on, and uh, as lame as those jokes were, uh, <laughs> I, I am pretty well covered. Pretty well yeah. covered on on the facts, so yeah, uh, yeah. just about whatever you want to talk about. So let's get started. Well, I, I'm so envious of you. You got to spend all that quality time in traffic on the causeway. That must have been fun. <laughs> well, I avoided the causeway and went through and went through actually some countryside oh. to get from from my uh, uh, little community mm-hmm. to uh, the heart of Tampa, Florida, yeah. uh, where where the hospital was. Right. And uh, it, driving through this countryside, I drove past. I drove past an alpaca ranch. <laughs> yeah, of naturally, because <laughs> you're expecting to see that in, in Florida. Right. Well, when I think of Florida countryside, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I don't. But it's not that, right? It's not. You're well, not getting a lot not, of that. Well, uh, we were on the edge of that. We yeah. were on the edge of that. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Little, <laughs> right city, little, little bit of city, a little bit of country. Right on the edge of the Alabama portion of Florida. <laughs> no, no, no. Nowhere, nowhere near Alabama. Oh. 
well, okay. But I mean, so, like Pennsylvania has the has the Philadelphia uh, Metroplex and it has the Pittsburgh Metroplex, and in between right. those two Metroplexes, Alabama. <laughs> that's yeah. how that's and, how Pennsylvania works. Also, some Pittsburgh suburbs. I understand that is here's true. Here's a very well, yeah. here here's a very uh, true thing about Florida that mm-hmm. people say, and that is in Florida the. Farther north you go, the further south you get. Ah, and, and yeah. that is absolutely true. Your south, meaning you, the rest of the country, mm-hmm. uh, is south of you. Naturally, that's why you call it that. Yes. Ours is to the north of us. I see. Uh, because because it gets less south as you move down the state. By the time you get about oh halfway down the state or so, uh, it changes from red to purple to blue. So the the real fun happens in the northern part of the state. The, yeah, you don't. I'm not driving through that part of the country. No, the pan, they call no. that the panhandle. No. And I uh, recommend you fly here. Don't drive. Yes, right. Or or just <laughs> like close your eyes, hold your breath, and just make it through the upper the panhandle portion of Florida as quickly as you can. Uh, okay, so here's a big question for the hour right now. Um, yes. And we're going to get to uh, Donald Trump's meltdown here in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I'm continuing to ask this question, and I'm glad that others mm-hmm. are now asking this same question, which is that, is Donald Trump manipulating the stock market to make gigantic profits for him and his cronies? And as time rolls on, Buzz, it's looking more and more likely that this is what he's doing. And it's not well, getting sure. a whole, yeah, it's not getting a lot of attention on cable news and other places just yet. Although I know S- Stephanie Rule from uh, MSNBC is covering this quite a bit or starting mm-hmm. to, a few. Put, put, yeah, a few. starting to put one foot in the door of this particular story. And you it, were really the, the first uh, that I heard, and and I thought you were right then, and I think you're right now. Yeah. I, I guess you know, and I, I don't want to. I, I the, my concern is where do we put this on the list? Yeah, where do we? Where, <laughs> where do, right. the refrigerator has uh, magnetic notes all over it now, and there's no more room. <laughs> right, right. It's where well, I am on this. Put it this way: as long as we're assembling impeachment articles, here are a couple more. Why not throw them on the pile? That's exactly right. And I was driven to write another piece about this. I wrote about this back in August, but I, I wanted right. to write another piece about it that summarized something that I read in Vanity Fair by mm-hmm. William Cohen, who wrote a great piece where he's starting to actually connect the dots. And it's nearly impossible to prove this shit without actual subpoena power to get a hold of Donald sure. Trump's records and so on. The papers. Yeah, yeah and exactly. And some of these trades um, are not public knowledge either. So at least in terms of the identity of the traders. Now, and traders with a D, maybe traders with a T also somewhere in there, uh, but was certainly traders with a D. And in this case, Cohen uh, detailed several uh, really hanky trades that went on in the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, the CME. And uh, one investor made $1.8 billion, and right. uh, another investor made somewhere in that same range, I think it was $1.5 billion, because somehow they were able to magically coincide their trades just before Trump comes out and announces good news that launches those particular stocks sky high. And it's getting fishier and fishier as time oh, goes sure. on. Oh, sure. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, yeah. I, and none of this surprises me. Yeah. Uh, but, but to me, this is a, really a small part, uh, as big as it is, because obviously people are, are getting 
ridiculously wealthy off off of this yeah, scam. Yeah. But but I'm not at all surprised that the scam exists and and it's it goes to the most corrupt presidency in the history of this nation. Yeah. And and so uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's it is getting hard to be shocked by some of these things because that is what you've just outlined is so expected. We we could almost assume that that was the case <laughs> before bits of evidence even came up for it. Yeah, and there's so much going. There's so much going on. By the way, before it gets away from us, some breaking news oh, from no. the Washington Post: uh, Russia and Turkey have agreed to jointly remove Kurdish fighters along Turkey's border in northern Syria as the U.S. withdraws its truth. Uh, the uh, the heavy lifting done by the word remove in that particular sentence, What, what yes. did they say anything about what they mean by I, remove? I assume it's I, the bad remove. I only look at the headlines, Bob. I never read the story. <laughs> okay, yes, you and everyone else on the Internet, sure. <laughs> uh, right, right. Well, that, yeah, we're going to come back to uh, Syria here in just a second because there's lots of news on that front, and it's, of course, I know, but my... Awful. My point yeah. was, aside from sharing breaking news as it as it became available, is that uh, there's there's so much uh, to impeach this president for, yeah. Yeah. and and so I think what we have to ask ourselves is how many articles do we include? Yeah, uh, I I I stand. <laughs> you remember me losing faith in Nancy Pelosi? Well, I'm back, uh, and 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 I stand. And I stand by uh, her decision uh-huh. to, uh, to to keep this simple. Yeah. Uh, as, because uh, each of these things, whether it's Ukraine or Syria or or uh, you know the the G seven thing or 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 this you know stock market uh, raid that's going on here, mm-hmm. uh, there's got to be a way to to simplify that and to, to get it under one umbrella yeah. because there's no way you're very good at tracking this sort of stuff and 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 you know sniffing this stuff out and that's invaluable. Uh, but uh, when it comes down to what we need to do right now, which is remove this president. Um, I, I think it's important to get that. I mean, I, that's just where my attention is right yeah. now, as opposed to these individual things that uh, come from a bottomless pit. Well, an thank, absolute bottomless pit. Thank God I'm not Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff then, because then I'd be in real trouble. But the reason I'm focusing on this is fairly obvious because, I mean, it, we're not just talking about someone profiting off of the stock market, which is a st- everyone profits off the stock market if they're well, good enough yeah, at no, it. Yeah. But this is I more... rating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is more along the lines of manipulating a, the stock market in a way that affects all investors because... These pronouncements by Donald Trump, these blurts, these yawps, whatever you want to call them that he does on Twitter and Chopper Talk and and these rallies and so on, that actually move, I mean, literally move the stock market. And we're talking about across the S&P, NASDAQ, Dow. And what happens is people end up losing significant amounts of money. This is undermining businesses, especially when it comes to some of the short sales that are going on. And William Cohen in his Vanity Fair piece details uh, at least one short sale. And what we know about short sales is it's betting on the failure of the market, which is, to me, for the president, the steward of the economy, to deliberately sabotage the the stock market is deeply, deeply and profoundly problematic, if not completely unpatriotic. I mean, shirking his own duty as the steward of uh, the goings on inside the United States, whether it's the financial sector or the you know domestic policy or so on. And, and what's more is, is someone, and maybe it's him, maybe it's one of his buddies, 
back on uh, June 28th, there was another there was a mysterious purchase of 420,000 what are called E-mini contracts on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Um, right. And that the G7 the very next day or the G20 the very next day, uh, following a meeting with Chinese President uh, Xi Jinping, Trump told reporters that everything with China was hunky-dory, and the next week, boom, the S&P jumps 84 points on that news, earning right. that mystery investor a profit. And this is full-on profit of $1.8 billion. Uh, another guy walked away, as I said before, with $1.5 billion on one of those trades that happened literally the day before Trump makes one of these announcements. So who's telling them to make these colossal investments? I mean, investments that everyone takes notice of. They're of that scale. When someone purchases 420000 of something, everyone goes, huh? <laughs> what is going on here? And so, and you know, that's when it's when it's and when it's based on a presidential tweet or yeah. something, he says at a rally that is that falls under the umbrella of abuse of power. Yeah, because he's using the power of the presidency to move the market, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, so that he and others can make themselves ridiculously wealthy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, but, uh, you know, his list of crimes is so long and there are so many others that are equally important to this one and yeah. I, I think they are all, all are of equal importance um it, again i mean I, to, to sell this to the american people which we're we're almost there uh to, to to really make this happen uh and and to finally ultimately convince republican senators and i think there are some cracks forming there uh we need to to umbrella this stuff uh, for the most part, uh, because the the amount of information, there's an information overload yeah, here yeah. that's going to muddy the message, the, the very simple message of abuse of power. Well, there's a thousand words I wrote about it on Salon right now at the top of the <laughs> top of the front page. So if you want to actually read this, I hope it wasn't in vain. But regardless, uh, yeah, well, you know. I, and, I'm, and I don't mean to imply that it, it's just I mean, you're you, you you're coming. This is what you do. I mean, you're coming from uh, what for me is a, a more technical place and, and honestly economics are, are not a specialty of mine yeah uh but but i've agreed and understood with what you said from the very beginning about this and and i'm glad people are are including you are continuing to pursue it because i do think it's a legitimate charge of equal importance to all the other things that we're impeaching him for so i don't mean to play it down and for those who are interested i I urge you to read it because if no other reason, your writing is really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, well, so. Well, th thank you. I mean, well, I guess the, the, the idea is that um, regardless of whether this becomes an impeachment article, it's certainly something I think people should know oh, about. Yeah. It's and, a crime. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. I mean, anyone yeah. manipulating the stock market to this it's, extent. It, I mean, if you, it's, you it's, it's an amazing thing to look at when you look at the chart of, for example, the Dow, how everything was rising steadily on a nice upward slope trajectory. Starting at around uh -huh, 2009, uh -huh. March 2009, normal. things began right. to recover. Normal, normal, normal. Suddenly, Donald Trump declares his trade war on January 22nd, 2018. That was his first announcement about a new batch of tariffs. And as soon as that happens, nothing but volatility. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Erratic. The, yeah, erratic to the point of one, I think the, the greatest single day point decline in the history of the Dow was 1,175 points off the Dow in one day. 
And that was on Donald Trump's watch. In fact, five of the biggest one-day declines on the Dow have happened on Donald Trump's watch. Something like, uh, I think it's seven or eight of the top ten biggest one-day declines happened under Trump. These are things that he is controlling. Because every time we have one of these gigantic leaps or one of these gigantic crashes, it's always linked to something Donald Trump has said uh, about mainly the tariffs, but also uh, there were a couple of instances we're talking about the Saudis and the oil and so on that sent the market going crazy too. So I, I, I think this is so important. I think I think I I mean I would go as far as to describe this uh, as apparently the crime of the century. That's <laughs> how yeah. that's how important this is and how important what it is that you wrote and the fact that you wrote it. Uh it, this could very well seriously be the crime of the century. Uh, you know, is there anything he does that isn't a crime? <laughs> Isn't yeah, it, that's is, true. And and many of them <laughs> m- major crimes. So in uh, no way, do I, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, okay, uh, add it to the list because yeah. uh, there are other equally uh, shocking, uh, outrageous crimes. Why don't we just add this right below the emoluments thing? In fact, here's uh, Rocky Mountain oh Mike. Oh, my God. Here's Rocky Mountain Mike with more. Hi, Mick Mulvaney for Motel Grift. <laughs> As you're traveling the highways and byways and looking at all the fall colors, don't forget the most important color of all, orange. As in, orange, you're glad there's a place that's suitable for all the world leaders to stay, and yet lines the pockets of individual number one, who says he won't make any money off of this, which is a big, fat, stinking load of number two. But that doesn't mean that you can't stay at Motel Grift yourself. At Motel Grift, we offer you a comfortable room with a clean shower for only $39.95 and a limited number of bed bugs. If that bothers you, then get over it. So forget about your worries, forget about your summit, and forget about the emoluments clause and come to Motel Grift. We'll leave the extreme right on for you. Oh, Rocky Mountain oh, Very nicely yeah, done. Yeah. Very nicely done. Oh, yeah, no. He, yeah, he's been quite busy. Uh, well, in a, Rocky Mountain Mike has been, but, but yeah. so has Donald Trump. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, the thing today about the, the lynching, uh, oh my God, uh, which, yeah. which many believe really was intentionally inflammatory to distract from the most important witness so far testifying today yeah. uh, for House impeachment investigators. The question uh, is, yeah. what is he going to do to distract from the lynching controversy that he's now created? Is it going to be like tomorrow he's the victim of a holocaust? I think that's where he's going to go next. Possibly. Well, yeah. 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 It wouldn't surprise back, me. Yeah. back and watch. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and yeah, the thing about uh, the emoluments clause is phony. He's saying that part of our Constitution is phony. He's saying that the impeachment is a lynching. Yeah. Well, we can have and should have a whole conversation about why that was absolutely the wrong word to use. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but but at the same time, uh, he's he's comparing. He's making a comparison there again to something that is in the constitution right and and uh, you, you, we're wasting our breath here by saying republicans <laughs> used to be the party of, of constitutionalists yeah uh clearly that's not the case anymore 
uh, how how far they have fallen is is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but but this this delegitimizing to him to Trump now the Constitution is fake news. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and then he knows he's taking his uh, fanboys, his red hats, as suckers. He knows that they're going to be running around, especially idiots like Candace Owens, for example, who bathes in this kind of misinformation, spraying around. The red hats have not moved an inch. In fact, they have become more entrenched. They're ready for this fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not under do not underestimate for a moment uh, that although they are a shrinking minority, and I mean both of those words with emphasis, although they are a shrinking minority, they are loud and yeah. they are a little mean, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, they are more dug in than they have ever been. Uh, they are going to defend their boy. The thing with them is it's not about right versus wrong. It's about winning versus losing to them. That's the entire motivating factor. They would rather uh, win no matter what, win using any tactics possible than to be right on something. They don't care whether they're right or wrong in the facts. All they care about is whether they're winning the conversation. And I, I kind of partially blame uh, cable news for all of that with the, the who won the week yeah. and all that kind of horse race mumble jumble. You know, even voters in the middle, and I have a friend who's, I'm going to say, uh, left-leaning middle. Yeah. Uh, he's not in our uh, sort of neighborhood of, of thought, but he's there's overlap. Mm-hmm. And uh, from his perspective, it is about, and I've really been working on him on this, it is about winning and losing. And, yeah. and, and it's not. It's not that, no. It's about, in this case, law and order. That's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 100%. And so, you know, that's why Donald Trump just is able to get away with saying all of these things that don't mean anything, that are factually inaccurate, that are outright lies in most of the cases. And uh, including the fact that Donald Trump apparently claimed yesterday that he was the one who defeated ISIS. It was him. It was all him. He did it entirely himself. He was the only one who could actually do it. Here's a tiny Trump from his... It's oh, good. <laughs> Tiny Trump. Everyone loves, everyone loves Tiny Trump. I, my God, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone loves Tiny Trump. Here's Tiny Trump talking about how uh-huh. he personally captured ISIS. Uh, the ceasefire is absolutely holding. There's some skirmishes, but very little. Relatively speaking, of course, if you watch the fake news, it's like pretty, pretty wild. It's really holding. Uh, I've watched these pundits that have been working on this thing for 20 years. They've been working on uh, the Middle East for 20 years. They don't know what they're doing, and they're telling me what to do. They're saying, what did Trump get out of it? What did he get out of it? I'll tell you what he got out of it. We won't be fighting, and we'll bring our soldiers back home. They were supposed to be there for 30 days, and they've been there now for 10 years in Syria. 10 years. They were supposed to go in, do a quick hit on ISIS, and come out. As far as ISIS is con- By the way, there was no time limit. There was no 30-day no. time limit. Everything oh. he said is wrong. That's a, exactly right. He said, when I took over, November 2016, ISIS was all over the place. <laughs> I'm the one, meaning it was me and this administration working with others, including the Kurds. No, no. So I'm the one that did the capturing. I'm the one that knows more about it than 
fake pundits. Yeah, right. No, no, absolutely not. He didn't go over there. He went over it. When did he fly over there? He flew over to Iraq uh, last Christmas, didn't he? That was long yeah, after yeah. he had been inaugurated, right? Right, and there was no plan and blah, blah, blah. Every <laughs> Sorry, every so... single thing he said was untrue. Right. There. Uh, uh, I, there were so many I'd forgotten the first one that I was going to make note of. <laughs> it's, and it's impossible. To... Yeah. And I, I think I've become very good uh, personally, you know, for my own purposes, uh-huh. at filtering out the noise. Yeah. So, like, uh, I know all week I'm aware of what Trump's been roughly, you know, peripherally. I'm aware mm-hmm. of, of everything he said this week, but I just don't listen to it. Yeah. Pay any attention to it? I don't let it bother me. I just it's I consider it the noise. Yeah. And, yeah. And every every once in a while, a word will pop out. Oh, say lynchings, and and uh, then I will pay attention. Uh, for a moment, because mm. uh, that's really important. Yes, and uh, to to correct that, to know that that uh, nearly forty eight hundred people were uh, lynched uh, between the eighteen eighties or inclusive here eighteen eighties to nineteen sixties. That's right. About forty eight hundred people in this country were recorded as having been lynched, and thirty five hundred of them were African American. Yeah. So uh, you know, don't go saying this is a lynching this is a constitutional impeachment that's right so uh, so uh, aside from the racial insult which was delivered intentionally to mm-hmm. distract from today's testimony from the single most important witness so far in the impeachment proceedings and that's our former top guy in ukraine bill taylor oh yeah and and and, and that's why and, and you know we can go back to that but but that's why he's tweeting and saying the crap that he's saying mm-hmm. is to try to create a side controversy to distract from and he knew this would do it and it yeah. did uh but you know it's also conveniently racist to 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 beef up that part of his base i i remember when i was in high school and i we were talking about this on the after party in fact on friday i was talking about how i used to be really into heavy metal and i had long hair and it was i was a long-haired headbanger you know in the mm-hmm. 1988 when everyone was mm-hmm. uh at least if you looked at mtv and so my parents used to always give me a lot of shit like cut your hair bob cut your hair bob cut your hair why do you why do you walk around looking like that and i would say well at least i'm not so and so who's doing x y and z and at least i'm not right. that other guy who just got right. thrown into juvie you know so it was like because you were a kid yeah exactly and that's a that's precisely what donald trump keeps doing in fact yesterday exactly. at that cabinet meeting all he kept doing what about a, look at obama look at obama look at obama right uh, look at the netflix deal look at the book deal yeah. most of it based on wrong information things mm-hmm. he's been told that are not not true that he has chosen to believe. Right, right. And I'm among like the supporters. Among the many things he's been saying that's been driving me nuts is uh, he did this at his rally in Dallas the other night. He did it uh, yesterday in the cabinet meeting again. Keeps asking, "Where's the IG? Where's the?" I-? He's talking about yeah. the ICIG, uh, whose right. name escapes me right now. But uh, regardless, this is a guy who Donald Trump appointed, who Donald Trump can also reach on the telephone any fucking time that he wants, and yet he constantly is asking, "Is this?" He's playing dumb he doesn't know uh who the ig is there's some great mystery in terms of who the ig is and what the ig is up to and where's the whistleblower he wants to know where the whistleblower, <laughs> the whistleblower is sure. that's right yeah, i'll bet i'll bet he'd love to know where the whistleblower is <laughs> fuck him right well brian Karam yesterday after yesterday's cabinet meeting uh, tweeted this he said overheard at the white house quote 
POTUS performance in the cabinet meeting was just sad. Sad. Yes. Sad. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's, I read today, and I agree with this observation, that it is uh, not really a cabinet meeting at all. It's no. an opportunity to spout off to reporters. Yeah. That's, that's what he uses it for. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone there was happy to be sitting down, because a lot of times Donald Trump will do that shit <laughs> at one of these events where he's staying at a podium, and he's flanked behind him by all these other guys, and they have to stand there, stand upright for two and a half hours and not move. Go go try that sometime. It's not as yeah, easy as it yeah. looks. Well, but they have to sit there and uh, look and speak supportively uh, uh-huh. about what he's saying. That's right. And uh, that's the other reason the cameras are in there is to record the adulation from uh, the others on on uh, the, around that uh, cabinet table. That's right. It, n- very few of them actually confirmed by the Senate. Well, uh, I want to talk about Bill Taylor, who's got testimony on the sure. Hill today. A lot of breaking yes. news coming out about that, or at least some bits yes. and pieces. I think it's closed-door testimony, so we're only getting yes. hints of uh, what's happening there. But before we dig into Bill Taylor and everything going on with Ukraine and Syria and all the rest of it, uh, I love this time of year for one reason, Buzz, and it's because What's that, it's because of the sleeping weather. You get this rainy, chilly fall day, and it's perfect for sleeping, whether it's napping or at night. Uh, and since you spend a third of your life in bed, wouldn't it be great to have... Uh, some great bed sheets to go along with all of this great sleeping weather. With markups of up to 300%, those nice hotel sheets are super expensive, of course, and really difficult to get. Or at least they were before brooklinen.com. I love my brooklinen sheets. Kimberly Johnson loves our brooklinen sheets. They're nice and cool. Are they, Bob, are they snuggy? They're, they're, they would you describe them as snuggy? I wouldn't These say Brooklyn there's. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there's the ones that we have aren't snuggy. They keep us nice and cool and comfortable, especially yeah. when it gets a little warm in the room. And I'm not going to say why it gets a room in the room. We just we're just really into climate control in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. So a half a million people now sleep in affordable luxury because Brooklinen cut out the middlemen and made ordering easy. And this is an amazing service. Good housekeeping named Brooklinen, the best of online betting. And they were the first in the business, in fact. And since then, Brooklinen.com's got over 35,000 five-star reviews, more than any other betting company. Brooklinen sheets come in more than 20 colors and patterns. It's super easy to mix and match. It's a great place to gift shop, too, for candles and towels, robes and sleep masks, and so much more. Keep that in mind for the holiday season right around the corner. Uh, And Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get 10% off and free shipping using the promo code BOBC at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen's so confident you're going to love your new sheets, comforters, and towels. They come with a lifetime warranty, but the only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use my promo code. Again, that's BOBC at brooklinen.com. Uh, that's brooklinen.com, promo code B-O-B-C, brooklinen. It is the best of sheets ever. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. It's Rebel Queens. I love this so much. Yeah. Just for the kill, she's out to attack. I was rocking out before the show to this uh, track from Rebel Queens. I noticed that. <laughs> yes, yeah, I heard that. As soon as you log in, I'm here banging my head. This like is, you should you should put this you know headphones on your head and just crank it. Yes. Oh my God. Or without headphones, it's even better if you crank it. Annoy your neighbors with Rebel Queens. It's a uh, wicked bitch from its raining rock and roll. Link in the description. If you want to submit your music, go to bobseska.com/music. 
And we'll get your music on the air. Get it, well, on the air. It's a podcast, so I don't even know if there's air involved. But No, we're going to call it air. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think point of it, order. Let's, it's air. Let's, let's make that pact right now. <laughs> okay. I'm totally Listen, on board. Yeah, I, I, I want to apologize I, I, for earlier. I, I did not in any way mean to diminish uh, your your piece about about uh, Donald Trump and his rich friends raping the, the stock market. Well, no, I think um, you made a valid and, and, point that there is a lot know, of just, things. Yeah, you, you just you hit me with that right up front, and 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 that was my <laughs> and and I probably because and I think because I really do think that it's the crime of the century yeah. that that I would urge everybody to read it, uh, and you should anyway. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I really think that that it could be of, of tremendous importance, and I, I never mean to play it down. The other thing I. I need to do uh that i should have done more of at the top of the show is thank everybody for uh, what was really a touching outpouring uh during my my absence last week Uh, i I can't even begin to tell you how meaningful that was yeah no man is a failure who has friends buzz (laughs) that's the only (laughs) thing i come up with no that's you know what uh (laughs) if you want to make me happy bring me more quotes like that i I like i like i like stuff from it's a wonderful life (laughs) Everyone came in with baskets of money for Buzz Burbank, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but meanwhile, we got to do this. Yeah. Yes, big, big news today in Ukraine. Oh, yes. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out, Ukraine. Yeah, Bill Taylor is on the hill right now, testifying, yeah. being. A de- I don't know what we're calling it. Is it? These are depositions, technically, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's voluntary. I mean, you could still call it, it is testimony, yeah, uh, but yeah. uh, because that's what you give in a deposition is, is testimony. Yeah. And and it is sworn under oath. And although it's behind closed doors now, uh, as it was in the Clinton impeachment, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, this is not an unusual thing, uh, it's to prevent grandstanding by politicians from either side. And yeah. uh, despite what you've heard, Republicans and their staff get every bit as much time to ask questions as the Democrats and their staff. Yep. So uh, a lot of false propaganda has been has mm-hmm. been spread about that, and I don't think we can enough repeat uh, the correct version of events uh, on that. But yeah, uh, Bill Taylor has been talking today, has confirmed again, like we needed another, uh, confirmed the quid pro quo uh, uh, for political ends, mm-hmm. and uh, so we have. Uh, you, you know, we and, and I've said this before. I'll say we could do this this afternoon. We could, we could, <laughs> we could true, really. Yeah. I really because we have what we need. We have the crime. We have the confession. We have the transcript. We have the witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're fine now. You know, there are, as you've pointed out, a million other things that we we could add to this. But I think this weary country, at least half of it, is at the point where let's just put this out of its misery yeah you know i want to get into that in, in a second in terms of the the timeline of the impeachment because we've been hearing that mm-hmm. uh, it's taking a little longer than they had in, initially anticipated yeah, i and can I, help with that yeah, yeah I, I want to talk about that in just a second but i mean getting back sure, to the sure. bill taylor thing i mean once again bill taylor's yes. the guy you may remember the the text message in which he said oh you know we got to stop doing this. this is crazy talk about doing this quid pro quo where we're trading military right. aid and, for and, help with the election and he was very specific uh, and, and very intentional in getting that yeah, uh, yeah. On, in, in paper, in text. Right. Uh, it, it was very specific about we are, so we're trading for uh, military money for p- political favors. Is that about it? Yep. And, and, and it's essentially what he wrote, although I could be censured for mischaracterizing what he said. <laughs> 
but uh, but that is that is essentially what he said. And uh, yeah, so he that's why I keep saying he may be or is, in fact, the most important witness so far yeah. in uh, this testimony because he brings us back to those texts that were uh, released about 10 days ago mm-hmm. that we were made aware of uh, back then. And that was really sort of the real beginning of the unraveling of the whole Ukraine scam. Well, Andrew Desidario from Politico reported this uh-huh. on Twitter uh, just before we started the show. In fact, he said, per the source in the room, per a source in the room, Bill uh-huh. Taylor's opening statement was 15 pages long and prompted, quote, a lot of sighs and gasps. Another source said the sighs and gasps. But by the way, that was our morning show in 1981, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, sighs and gasps. Uh, I'm gasps. <laughs> I'm sighs. Good morning. <laughs> Uh, they were in reaction to Taylor describing, quote, how pervasive the efforts were to tie an investigation of Burisma, which is the energy company that was Hunter Biden was linked to, and the 2016 election interference to a White House meeting and aid being released. So, of course, once again, Bill Taylor's confirming everything yes. that the, this crime is all about. Meanwhile, uh, I want to say Congressman Lynch. I, I could be wrong. It could be Congresswoman Lynch, but let's go with Rep Lynch on uh, uh-huh. Taylor's testimony. Quote, this testimony is a sea change, adding that it could accelerate, quote unquote, impeachment timeline in the House. So that, uh, that goes back to what now, I was just saying uh, a second ago. Do, because do, do, we have a, do we have a state on Lynch? Do we know where? <laughs> I, I wish. Or, I, do, I wish or a I party? Do we? Do we know which party? Uh, I would say a Democrat, probably. Let's see. Okay. Uh, Congress. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to do a quick look. I could do this, but I'd rather watch you do it. <laughs> yes, it's always fun when I'm typing on the show. Stephen Lynch. We're going to go. <laughs> Bob with, will be with you shortly. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go with uh, Congressman Stephen Francis Lynch from the great state of Massachusetts, or is Massachusetts a state, right? Not a commonwealth. Y- yes. Sure well, it, yeah. Right. A state for our purposes. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah. So, sea change, that's the thing we're going to be hearing a lot about, those two words, sea change for the next. 24 hours or so based on this testimony well that's that's huge if this were a republican that would be that reaction would be uh even more significant yeah when, yeah when we start hearing republicans say this is a sea change then then we've got something and like i said i you know it's being denied it's being covered up uh, what they're saying in public does not match what they're saying in private but uh, in private uh, the cracks are widening in republican resolve uh, with the combination of uh, Syria, Ukraine, and the G7, yeah. which uh, it was canceled, but he tried, right? Yep. Uh, you, you, those three things in like a what, like a you know, a couple days period of time uh, were just too much for many, if not most, Republican lawmakers. They they're asking the White House, how how the hell do we go out and defend this? How do we go on TV and defend what he's doing? He's gone nuts. Yeah. Uh, and and so they're they're starting to see this too. So that they, they you know if that's the internal morale of of your team, uh, you're probably gonna uh, to to make uh, a lot of win losers happy. You're probably gonna <laughs> lose this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It seems like uh, Stephen Lynch uh, said that uh, it it may accelerate things on the impeachment, but we're also getting reports that the impeachment process is taking a little longer, chiefly because each witness, according to CNN, each witness has so far provided more leads for investigators to chase down, including new names to potentially interview or seek documents from. Plus, Democrats have had to, yeah, they've had to reschedule several witnesses, including some this week, in part because of uh, the the memorial services for Elijah Cummings. 
And no. partly because some of them needed time to shop for lawyers, quite frankly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's not exactly. a joke. They really, yeah. that, is, that is another reason. So there, yes, there are a number of things that are just unavoidable here mm -hmm. that are going to slow it down just a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I, think, I think, for example, today's uh, testimony uh, by Taylor, uh, Bill Taylor, is going gonna, is gonna to carry us through probably the rest of the week, yeah. especially when added to everything else uh, that's going on. I think if the Democrats maintain Ukraine as the main course and all yes. of the other things as sort of yes. side dishes, I think everything's going to be okay. I think mm -hmm. American voters will continue to follow along with this. It's Again, it's a, it's a real balancing act, too. It's a, like a plate-spinning act to keep yes. this thing uh, yes. going, but just the, you don't want to go too long uh, because people will start to lose interest and the poll numbers right. will start to retract. But so far, so good. It seems like with every new week, the uh, support for impeachment oh. grows and grows and grows. And certainly almost this week. Almost hourly. Every, yeah. yeah, every day, almost hourly now. I yeah. mean, it, it, it seems to increase. And, right. Uh, you know, I wish I could say I was sorry, but uh, and I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> we have to go through this. I'm sorry this guy was elected. Yeah. I'm sorry we wasted so much freaking time on Hillary Clinton's email. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just, it, 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 this is such a mess. Uh, but but I hope we can claw our way out of it very soon. Well, I'm really encouraged by uh, Senator Pierre Delecto uh, for <laughs> for his private support yes, for all of this. That poor that poor dude. I mean, uh, there's so many things that you and I agree with him, disagree with him so vehemently. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet he's doing a a brave and perhaps foolishly brave thing here. Yeah. Uh, going out, he's out on that limb all by himself, and you know it, it can be argued that he crept out there slowly. Uh, and it could be argued that there are many detestable things about him yep. uh, and about his politics and about his previous campaign for president. Sure, all of those things are true, but you gotta you got to hand it to him for creeping out on that limb. And now he's out there so far, uh, you know, I, I, I wish him luck. It'll be interesting to see what the future holds for him. Yep. But it, it's important, and I think he knows it's important, for people to, to do this, to yeah. do exactly what he's doing. Yeah, and you know, it's I go back to Brave, and this is weird mm -hmm. for me to say, because I, of course, opposed Pierre Delecto's campaign in 2012 quite vocally, and I don't sure. regret that, but at the same time, no. I feel like, you know what, we have to kind of get his back a little bit, because this is not an easy yeah. thing to do, to oh, go yeah. up against your On entire this? party yes. establishment. Yeah. And, and that's a bold, brave thing to do and, knowing and, what and, we know about the fan we know what we know about trump and, and his red and, hat and this goes to something that's hard for i think many of us americans to do and yeah. that is to compartmentalize people mm -hmm. not not put people into compartments but to compartmentalize an individual's personality yeah uh, you don't have to like a b and c about a person and it's still okay to like d it's all right yeah. if you like that part of them. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you support and help and embrace. In fact, I recommend embracing that part of them. But so many people are purists. It's that purity test yeah. again. Uh, so many people, you know, you've got to agree with me on every single issue uh -huh. or F you. Well, <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be that way. And and when we can be allies, we're stupid if we don't. Right, right. And, you know, I want to talk, speaking of all of that, I want to talk about the Democratic primaries uh, coming up on the post-mortem okay. show. Uh, because oh, there's good, some things yeah. to say about that, too, regarding Tulsa yes. Gabbard and Hillary Clinton. And I have some things. Buttigieg. Uh, yeah, Pete Buttigieg is in the news quite a bit right now for good mm -hmm. and bad reasons. 
reasons. Yes. So we'll yes. talk about that all on the postmortem show, bobseskashow.com, if you want to subscribe. Uh, I also want to talk about, <laughs> this is so fun to actually say these words. I want to talk about Lev Parnas's Instagram here in, in just a second because apparently... Yeah, see, I haven't seen. I don't know. I don't know about his, his Instagram account. So yes. This I look is a, forward to that. This is a little tidbit that I find... Uh, let's call it delecto. I just, I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to start using that as an adjective. Sure. Please do. This is a delecto story. I can't <laughs> wait to talk about this Pierre delecto story. Okay. We're going to take a quick break back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean. You can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products. See bubble genius is a woman owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. This is a band called The Die, D-Y-E. song is called House of the Fall, link in the description. I think we heard from uh, The Die, maybe it was our first or second uh, month of doing this with indie music. And uh, I think it was the first or second Indie Music Countdown. By the way, got a new Indie Music Countdown coming up in, uh, well, just Yay. after just after Halloween. I think it's going to be the worst first weekend. I almost said the worst weekend. <laughs> it's going to be the first weekend of November. Also, by the way, the historic worst day of uh, November. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, by the way, I was in the green room during the break, and we're out of root beer. Uh, I just wanted you to know. Thank you. Thank you. I need to uh, need my supply of root beer. Thank you. Yes. Uh, okay. So Lev Parnas has an Instagram feed, and he had it set to private. And then someone uh-huh. uh, from the Wall Street <laughs> Journal gained access to the account, and and found out that uh, it shows Parnas at events with Rudy Giuliani, Donald oh, Trump sure. Jr., Eric Trump, President Old Trump. <laughs> And his yeah. ex-wife, Ivana Trump. Ivana yeah. finally getting looped into all of this. Uh, one photograph shows a, a note apparently signed by Trump and First Lady Melania Trump, which reads, quote, To Lev Parnas, thank you for your friendship and dedication to our cause. Leaders like you in Florida are key to fulfilling our bold agenda to make America great again. 
the photo also shows Parnas in the lead up to the uh, midterm elections flying around on a private jet with Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> that's a, my favorite picture of the batch is Parnas Enter and it. Giuliani in a private jet. Enter it into evidence. <laughs> the day after Barr released a summary of the Mueller report, he posted photos from a quote unquote celebration dinner with Trump's legal team. So he's hanging out this with Trump's great. legal no, team. This is, this is wonderful. Really, tag these and get them, get them, get them in the locker. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. After Parnas was indicted, Trump said of him and fellow Giuliani associate Igor Fruman, "I don't know them. I don't know about them. I don't know uh-huh. what they do." And you know what? Trump also said that about his entire delegation of envoys to both the EU and Ukraine. That he doesn't know any of these ambassadors. He said that yesterday. Right. I don't know who these people are. And by the way, where's the whistleblower? Where's the IG? Pick up the fucking phone, you moron. Um, you know, we we played this on the uh, after party. And sometimes when I do a story on the after party, I wonder, should I repeat this on Tuesday's show? Because the after party is a subscription-only show. Tuesday's show is free. I'm going to do this. I'm going to repeat this. I we talked okay here. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this on uh, Friday's after party. It was just a clip by uh, CNN's Jamie Gangle. And she's talking about the uh, Trump meltdown in the Roosevelt Room the other night, you know, with right, uh, Nancy right. Pelosi, the famous photo now of Nancy Pelosi staring down Trump uh, and pointing at him and just an ocean of white male faces all surrounding her, including Trump's. Well, this was Jamie Gangle's uh, uh, scoop from uh, the, the meeting itself, where she heard from a Republican some additional details that I found interesting and shocking. Here's Jamie Gangle on CNN the other night. We've spoken to a Republican source who was in the room, and I'm told that they were alarmed at his demeanor. Quote, everyone left completely shaken, (laughs) shell-shocked. He is not in control of himself. It is all yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. And I asked the source, you know, who's been in many meetings with them, has it changed, is it worse? Because every week we talk about, is it getting worse? And the source said, a hundred percent. I asked, are you worried about his stability? And the source said yes. And the source went on to talk to other senior Republicans who were in the meeting. They were also shaken up. One used the word sickened. And also they got a sense of the Pentagon, the generals who were there. And Uh they Mm. were very upset. And um, the same thing that this this goes beyond just a policy difference they were concerned about his demeanor oh man 25th amendment time yeah in fact that was one of the things pierre delecto was tweeting about (laughs) musing about or he was i think liking other people's tweets about invoking the 25th amendment and you know uh, it's i'm so conflicted buzz because on one hand i feel like (laughs) Man, we're getting close to something like that actually happening. And then on the other hand, I go, well, we've already been in this place several times before. But then I hear something like uh, Jamie Gangle's report here. And I go, maybe it is that tipping point where people are starting to withdraw and his own people are starting to, you know, figure out what what we can do about this before there's a mushroom cloud or something linked to all of it would you like door number one resignation door number two 25th amendment or door number three impeachment (laughs) yeah i don't know yeah whichever's closest you know uh actual mileage may vary i think whichever is closest, whichever uh, makes the most sense for expediency because i think it's become obvious 
I think it's been obvious to you and I and our listeners for some time that he poses a clear and present danger to our national security. However, uh, now the public is catching on. The majority of the public is is beginning to see that, too, or certainly a growing number of the yeah, public yeah. seeing that now for the first time. And it, it is alarming to them. I, I have to take a moment to acknowledge uh, that White House photo. First of all, uh, I, I want to say White House photographers rock. Yeah. Uh, I have a photograph of uh, <laughs> David Letterman with Al Gore. Uh, shaking hands and sharing a cigar, not the same cigar. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and it was taken, it was taken by a white house photographer. Um, you know, and, and they, uh, they, they the photographer said it to me when yeah. I was on the radio it said, and, and that was uh, incredibly kind, but they are, uh, no matter who's in office, white house photographers are the best at what they do. Yeah. And that photograph. That conference room was it the cabinet room? I don't I, because it was Trump a cabinet, yeah, cabinet room. Yeah. It, because he normally sits in the middle. He was sitting at the end, but I guess that's the configuration they they use in a situation like that. But uh, he, so he's in the cabinet room, and there's this photograph. It's perfectly balanced and perfectly framed, mm-hmm. and it's it's a freaking Norman Rockwell painting. It really is. It's it really is, and right down to and somebody one of my listeners pointed this out to me. Uh, right down to the, the Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving, in the lower left corner, there's a guy with his head turned to the right, smiling, sort of. <laughs> yeah. And that guy is in this photograph, which right, is unnerving. Right. Yeah. But you look at the rest of them, and this leads back to the point that you were making and playing the tape in the first place, and that is that the generals are, are photographed looking down. Mm-hmm. Looking down. They, they're, you, I see shame and extreme discomfort. Yeah. People are... are Going into fetal positions in this photograph uh, because of because of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. She stood up because he was yelling. Uh, so, yeah, I, honestly, whichever exit is closest, that is the one I recommend. Uh, that's how urgent I have for some time thought that the removal of this president is. Yeah. And uh, so I'll take, like I said, the nearest exit. That's right. And uh, going back to the generals for a second here, you're just talking about the generals. There's a a new piece out in Politico about Donald Trump's very first Pentagon briefing and how much of a utter disaster it was. You can only imagine (laughs) what these meetings are like. Donald Trump with his arms folded, looking pissed off, unable to process information, wanting things. In fact, they started to show, they, they, there was a, a note afterwards to say, "Hey, you know what? We need to start showing him slides, photos yes. only, yes. no text. Pictures. Yes, right. he can only process." Photographs. He can't process the words. In fact, in this political piece, they talk about this first meeting. Trump proposed the military parade in this meeting. He said, uh, "He said in this meeting, I just returned from France. Did you see? Pre- They're all trying to brief him on all the hot spots around the world in his very first meeting, and he's off on President Macron's handshake." He said he wouldn't let go. He just kept holding on. I spent two hours at Bastille Day. Very impressive. Uh, then he said, I want a victory day, just like Veterans Day. The 4th of July is too hot. I want vehicles and tanks on Main Street, on Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, from the Capitol to the White House. We need spirit, on and on and on. And they're all staring at him like he's a mental patient going, well, well, yeah, again about Iran. <laughs> You know, Uh they're trying to steer everything back. And Mattis is trying desperately to negotiate around Donald Trump's little rants. And 
you know, another story here says after proposing uh, that we pull out of the Paris Accords, uh, leaving NATO, dismantling the Iran deal, pulling troops out of Japan and North Korea, in private, uh, Rex Tillerson and Mattis both feared these actions signaled America's diminished authority as a world leader and emboldened China, Russia, Iran to fill that vacuum. They felt incredible pressure to educate the president, believing that if only Trump could be made to recognize the value of American allies and the stability afforded by the presence of our troops, he'd reconsider and alter course. Yeah, good luck with that. Silly, silly people. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Here's how long of a document uh, Donald Trump can absorb. Yeah. You know that letter he wrote to Erdogan? That's the longest (laughs) sort of document that he could absorb. So they did have to present him with pictures, slides. Mm -hmm. Everything was done on laptop computers. Uh, And, and, and simple charts and graphs and that he could change with his sharpie if he wanted to and yeah. uh, you know I mean but but they kept it simple for him and any documents were kept to under a page mm-hmm. just because he's a complete idiot. What I can't believe about <laughs> what you were just just saying there yeah. is that the Twenty Fifth Amendment hasn't come up sooner and the only from the people beside him from from his own cabinet members. Right. Uh, b- because uh, they also, in addition to having an obligation to educate the president, which they shouldn't have to do, they have an obligation to inform the American people, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I understand the need for uh, confidentiality and, and many of the machinations of uh, running a White House, but uh, this is about our country mm-hmm. here. And so I'm, I'm just uh, stunned. I think the only reason I can think of that uh, they weren't more forthcoming about this is because they weren't sure we'd believe them or that they could sell the idea yeah. uh, that they'd be thought of as traitors or, or worse. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I urge you to check out Jonathan Chait's new piece in the Intelligencer section of New York Magazine. He wrote a piece about in which he compares Donald Trump to Joe Pesci's character from Casino and how uh, Trump is kind of going through a similar dynamic with the Republican caucus on the Hill, which means that uh, Joe Pesci's character in Casino, for example, was just this loose cannon. He was going off and doing all these terrible, terrible things. But as long as he kept making money for the mafia bosses, his uh, superiors, they let him live until the money stopped flowing and he became too erratic. And then they buried him out in that cornfield. And Jonathan Shade is basically saying that Donald Trump is in that was like leaning on that precipice right now where he could end up getting figuratively buried in the cornfield as soon as the Republicans go, oh, yeah, this this guy's more trouble than he's worth. We have so much rich corn-growing land in this country. Really, I think we could do it. That's right. I mean, maybe you could put a word in uh, with your pals in Kansas or something like that. Just let let them know. Do they really any number of states? Nebraska, yeah, sure, sure, or a little, a little in each state. A lot of available. Now I've just gone sick. (laughs) Uh, Secret Service. That is uh, his name is Buzz Burbank. It's not his real name, but you know, strictly a fantasy. Didn't you hear the harps? (laughs) I know I did. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, back on Syria, Richard Engel had a, a relatively alarming tweet, as he's been, I think most of his tweets he's, have been quite alarming. He's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. said here uh, earlier today, that U.S. officials tell me Trump wants to wash his hands of responsibility for the Kurds. The U.S. military and government gave Kurds repeated assurances of protection. U.S. even asked uh, Kurds to remove defenses before the Turkish offensive. Kurds yeah, complied. Don't mind. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now being displaced. White House says, not our problem. The party of uh, personal right. responsibility, ladies and gentlemen. 
Always uh, standing up for their fuck-ups, aren't they? This this story has affected me every bit as much as kids in cages, I yeah, think, because yeah. of the slaughter that's occurring here, just because of his stupid, wrong-headed decision. The point of that uh, breaking news that I brought you earlier is that Russia now has a solid foothold in Syria, something they did not have before, yep. and uh, this was not terribly uh, surprising in terms of a de- development, uh, but, but now it has happened, and all because of... Trump's unbelievable decision to uh, to bug out to retreat, and I I really prefer calling it a retreat. Yeah, uh, and I I'm really struck by the exit uh, from uh, from Syria uh, as troops tried to move into Iraq, where by the way is kind of interesting. Iraq says, "Oh, sorry, you're not welcome here." Yeah. So I'll, it, it, maybe they will be coming home after all, and and Trump's lie will turn out to be true. But uh, as they're leaving Iraq, our soldiers. Uh, experienced two different things. Uh, in one case, uh, we saw on, on television uh, potatoes being thrown at, their, <laughs> yeah, at their vehicles as they as they left. And in another instance, uh, viral on social media yesterday, uh, was occurred uh, 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 holding a sign uh, that basically said, uh, we understand it's not the people of the U.S. Mm-hmm. We, we blame Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, but still, this is the mess he's made. And uh, the the human suffering uh, it cannot be uh, overstated mm-hmm. here, uh, or 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 brushed aside or forgotten. Uh, I think, and I and I think that when uh, you know, hey, there's been some discussion, and I think Bill, this was on Bill Maher, uh, some discussion of, uh, will you know, will this resonate with the American people? That this, do the American people care about Syria? I'll tell you what the American people uh, care about is they care, care about their troops uh, retreating uh, with potatoes being thrown at them. Yeah. Uh, th- this is what your normal uh, red-blooded Republican would, would favor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're going to be really torn on, on seeing. And then, again, like with Republican lawmakers, you combine that on everything else he's done in the last two weeks. Yeah. Uh, it, we're, we're really at a breaking point here, it seems to me. And, you know, one of the things he said, and I don't know if it was regarding Afghanistan or Iraq or which theater of war, but he was talking about how the soldiers sent there, and we're talking about U.S. soldiers here, Americans. Right. He was saying something to the effect of they died for nothing. And oh. for the commander in chief of the American military to say that soldiers un- serving under him died for nothing, it doesn't matter whether they died under Barack Obama or George W. Bush or miscellaneous. If the commander in chief is saying that these soldiers died for nothing, it is an, an enormous insult to their memory. It's an enormous oh. insult to their family members who are still alive and are able to hear remarks like that. My God. Military, military are pissed. I mean, yeah. military, they're, they're humiliated. They're angry. They're sad about leaving their friends. They feel guilty about having lied to uh, their friends, mm-hmm. uh, their, their Kurdish friends, because they believed their government. They made the mistake of believing their government and yeah. played along and lied to the Kurds, and they are sick about it, yeah. physically ill about it, from the lowliest grunt to the highest general. They are The military is fed up with it, mm-hmm. and patriotic Americans and veterans are seeing this as well. <laughs> and Trump always makes things worse for Trump, and yep. uh, he is burying himself mm-hmm. uh, over these two weeks, has absolutely buried himself, in my opinion. Yeah. I, 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 in my view, this is over. I mean, 
Uh, we just need to finish up the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's what I'm most impatient. I, I'm most impatient for the denou- the denouement of this entire story is yeah. on the way. It's it's becoming clear on the horizon. I'm just desperate to get to that point. I, we don't get happy yet, but you know, we, it's, it's so tantalizing how close we are. Remember, but, you know, remember when you could go for days without even thinking about having a president? I remember know. that because yeah. those days did exist not that long ago. Yeah, I know it seems like a million years but it really it wasn't a dream it really did happen well in fact you know steve schmidt and i know steve schmidt is kind of a bad word in liberal circles these days because what he did with howard schultz but the fact is that steve schmidt was on with uh, i believe chris hayes on friday night and steve schmidt i was so gratified to see this steve schmidt said something that i've been saying for quite some time now which is that it's not healthy for the american people to have the american president in their living rooms 24 hours a day seven days a week no no boo we don't want that anymore no no the fact is that we need a president who is going to stay the fuck out of our lives and out of our Twitter feeds for at least stretches of two weeks at a time. I think the next, if you're running for president right now and you happen to be listening to this show, please make a pledge that you will not be tweeting 24-7, that you will stay the fuck out of our way. If if elected, I will immediately take a 30-day vacation. There. Yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. I will applaud for that. In fact, you know, we need some appropriate music for staying the fuck out of our lives. There we go. Thank you. And what is amazing, and what is amazing (laughs) is that he actually, uh, on on election, was promising, he was saying, I'll just, I'll be a boring president. (laughs) He he won't even, you know, he was basically saying you won't even know I'm there. But he did use the word boring. He said his presidency would be boring. That may be the biggest lie ever told. Anyone who's running right now on a shut-the-fuck-up platform is probably Uh, going to win. If if Joe Biden came out tomorrow and he said, listen, I was talking it over with Corn Pop, and we decided that we're just going to shut the fuck up for like the first two months of my presidency. You're not going to hear from me at all after the inauguration. It'll be the most glorious day in the history of the republic, I think. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's about all. You know, I wanted to say one last thing real quick uh, before yes, we wrap up yes. about uh, about Syria. Here's the thing, and maybe this is a loaded topic to bring up with the uh, the music playing in the background. So maybe I'm just no. gonna, I'm going to stop the music. Yeah, uh, let's just to be on the safe side. Yeah, to be on the safe side. I wanted to add this. You know, Donald Trump's doing a lot of talking about and bragging uh, more or less about uh, the ceasefire. I don't think. I don't think the ceasefire exists. I think we need to doubt no, whether oh, or not no. it's a r- real thing at all. Um, can I tell you? Can I tell you a secret? Oh, yeah. I, 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 nobody. I don't know if anybody noticed this or not. But when uh, that ceasefire was announced, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pence and and, uh, and sub- subsequently the White House, uh, I, I did not give that. A, I was aware of it the moment it happened, but mm. I didn't. I didn't post any urgent breaking news <laughs> about that because I knew it was crap. And you know what? <laughs> Before the day was over, mm. it was proven that it was there was no ceasefire. That's right, and there hasn't hasn't been a ceasefire since. And uh, this this is huge today. This this deal uh, between Syria and and Russia uh, to to control uh, that part of Iraq, uh, that part of Syria. I'm sorry, uh, to allow uh, Russian control of an area where Russia had not had a foothold before. 
this is not good, people. This no. is really, really bad. Yeah, and, you know, ultimately, the president doesn't really have to do anything. All he has to do is say that he's doing something, and at the very least, his red hats will go along with him. For example, right. we're, bu- we're building the wall, even though all he's uh-huh. doing is replacing right. Right. old wall. Uh, we've right. got a ceasefire, right. and it's holding in Syria, despite all of the video that we've been seeing out of, you not, know, yeah. Syria. Right. And so uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not just counterfactual. It's the fact that the president is just creating a reality of his own and that yes. so many people, including uh, our loved ones, <laughs> certain members mm-hmm. of our families, are buying that hook, line, and sinker and it just, it boggles the mind as to how people who, in some cases, raised us have been it's fished it's in Trump by this. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Indeed they have. By by Trump, the dumb storyteller. Uh, he travels through the village looking for an audience. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. And he yes. found one. Yeah. Well, he's. I, I've been comparing him to a Pied Piper for all his red hats. Those just follow him yeah, along. Similar. They go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. O- right over the ledge. Uh, okay. We're gonna tell, talk about Tulsi Gabbard and and Hillary Clinton and whether or not this is a thing that we need to be worried about. We're going to do that uh-huh. on the uh, post-mortem show here coming up on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash show, or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. You got all yeah, that? Yeah, you're going you're gonna to want to hear that. Yeah. Meanwhile, Buzz Burbank News and Comment is the best hour of news you're going to hear all week. Make sure to write, mark it down on your calendar for every damn Thank Thursday. Uh, yeah. Make sure to go to buzzburbank.com, realmnetwork.com, or any place you get your podcast to get Buzz Burbank news and comment. Plus, I got a teeny tiny commentary in there every week, so there's that too. Uh, and, of course, the, the, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Uh, we've got jo- Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker Podcast, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour. Uh, let's see what else. Sanity with John Fugel saying the final word with Frangela. Rude Pundit, so many more. That's sexyliberal.com, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. And uh, and that is that. Okay. Postmortem show coming up next. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Frangela and we host the final word with Frangela and idiot of the week podcast and if you enjoyed this episode you'll love our show where every week we talk about real news real funny so come on over and listen to the final word with Frangela and find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes Stitcher Tune in and everywhere else you get your podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Election Ride Home podcast. I got to tell you about this great podcast. I've been talking about it a lot lately. It's called the Election Ride Home. Someone's going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House, one of those 13 or 20 Democrats. And the Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone or maybe even multiple someones will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail, who's up, who's down, what issues are getting traction what do the polls say it's 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your web browser a thousand times a day just like me so if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home search your podcast app and subscribe to the election ride home podcast thank you one two three four 
Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.